new on Curiosity Street. Louis B. Mayer, Jack Warner, William Fox. Hollywood was the city of dreams, but the beginnings were a nightmare. You will never work in this town again! It's Titans, the rise of Hollywood. And Merapi, one of the world's most active volcanoes. Can we better predict its next deadly eruption? A new expedition hunts for life-saving answers on exploring the volcano. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. the New Heights radio show on education. My name is Barbara Bullen and I'm filling in for Pamela Clark, the director of New Heights Educational Group and the radio show as radio host for the New Heights show on education and the New Heights Educational Group. I hope you enjoy the show and I'm asking our listeners to consider becoming a sponsor. This show is pre-recorded and will be on the subject of American Sign Language. Taken from nidcd.nih.gov What is American Sign Language? American Sign Language, ASL, is a complete natural language that has the same linguistic properties as spoken languages with grammar that differs from English. ASL is expressed by movements of the hands and face. It is the primary language of many North Americans who are deaf and hard of hearing and is used by some hearing people as well. Is sign language the same in other countries? There is no universal sign language. Different sign language languages are used in different countries or regions. For example, British Sign Language, BSL, is a different language from ASL, and Americans who know ASL may not understand BSL. Some countries adopt features of ASL in their sign languages. Where did ASL originate? No person or committee invented ASL. The exact beginnings of ASL are not clear, but some suggest that it, that it arose more than 200 years ago from the intermixing of local sign languages and French sign language LSF or Langue de Signe Francais. Today's ASL includes some elements of LSF plus the original local sign languages. Over time, these have melded and changed into a rich, complex and mature language. 
modern ASL and modern LSF are distinct languages. While they still contain some similar signs, they can no longer be understood by each other's users. How does ASL compare with spoken language? ASL is a language completely separate and distinct from English. It contains all the fundamental features of language with its own rules for pronunciation, word formation, and word order. While every language has ways of signaling different functions, such as asking a question rather than making a statement, languages differ in how this is done. For example, English speakers may ask a question by raising the pitch of their voices and by adjusting word order. ASL users ask a question by raising their eyebrows, widening their eyes and tilting their bodies forward. Just as with other languages, specific ways of expressing ideas in ASL vary as much as ASL users themselves. In addition to individual differences in expression, ASL has regional accents and dialects. Just as certain English words are spoken differently in different parts of the country, ASL has regional variations in the rhythm of signing, pronunciation, slang, and signs used. Other sociological factors, including age and gender, can affect ASL usage and contribute to its variety, just as with spoken languages. Fingerspelling is part of ASL and is used to spell out English words. In the fingerspelled alphabet, each letter corresponds to a distinct handshape. Fingerspelling is often used for proper names or to indicate the English word for something. How do most children learn ASL? Parents are often the source of a child's early acquisition of language, but for children who are deaf, additional people may be models for language acquisition. A deaf child born to parents who are deaf and who already use ASL will begin to acquire ASL as naturally as a hearing child picks up spoken language from hearing parents. However, for a deaf child with hearing parents who have no prior experience with ASL, language may be acquired differently. In fact, 9 out of 10 children who are born deaf are born to parents who hear. Some hearing parents choose to introduce sign language to their deaf children. Hearing parents who choose to have their child learn sign language often learn it along with their child. Children who are deaf and have hearing parents often learn sign language through deaf peers and become fluent. Why emphasize early language learning? Parents should expose a deaf or hard of hearing child to language, spoken or signed, as soon as possible. The earlier child is exposed to and begins to acquire language, the better that child's language, cognitive and social development will become. Research suggests that the first few years of life are the most crucial to a child's development of language skills 
and even the early months of life can be important for establishing successful communication with caregivers. Thanks to screening programs in place at almost all hospitals in the United States and its territories, newborn babies are tested for hearing before they leave the hospital. If a baby has hearing loss, this screening gives parents an opportunity to learn about communication options. Parents can then start their child's language learning process during this important early stage of development. What research does the NIDCD support on ASL and other sign languages? The NIDCD supports research on ASL, including its acquisition and characterization. Funded research includes studies to understand sign languages grammar, acquisition and development, and use of sign language when spoken language access is compromised by trauma or degenerative disease or when speech is difficult to acquire due to hearing due to early hearing loss or injury to the nervous system study of sign language can also help scientists understand the neurobiology of language development in one study researchers reported that the building of complex phrases whether signed or spoken, engage the same brain areas. Better understanding of the neurobiology of language could provide a translational foundation for treating injury to the language system, for employing signs or gestures in therapy for children or adults, and for diagnosing language impairment in individuals who are deaf. The NIDCD is also funding research on sign languages created among small communities of people with little or no outside influence. Emerging sign languages can be used to model the essential elements and organization of natural language and to learn about the complex interplay between natural human language abilities, language environment and language learning outcomes. Visit the NIH Clinical Research Trials and new website to read about these and other clinical trials that are recruiting volunteers. Where can I find additional information about American Sign Language? The NIDCD maintains a directory of organizations that provide information on the normal and disordered processes of hearing, balance, tests, excuse me, taste, smell, voice, speech, and language. For more information, contact us at NIDCD Information Clearinghouse, 1 Communication Avenue, Beth Seder, MD, 20892-3456, toll-free voice, 800-241-1044, toll-free, TTY 800-241-1055, email nidcdinfo at nidcd.nih.gov. From www 
2022 April the 9th, The Simpsons will feature a deaf actor and American Sign Language for the first time. The article is written by Faith Karimi from CNN, Saturday, April the 9th, 2022. The episode features Lisa Simpson meeting the son of her idol, the late musician Bleeding Gums Murphy. The Simpsons will feature a deaf actor on Sunday for the first time in its 33-year history. Even though the characters in the show have only four fingers, they'll use American Sign Language in the groundbreaking episode. And no, the episode was not written after Coda, the movie about the hearing daughter of two deaf parents won Best Picture at the Oscars last month. It's very hard to do a first after 722 episodes, but I couldn't be more excited about this one, executive producer Al Jean said. The episode is titled The Sound of Bleeding Gums. It centers on Lisa Simpson, who finds out that her role model and favorite musician the late saxophonist Bleeding Gums Murphy has a son who's deaf and needs a cochlear implant. Lisa gets a little too carried away trying to help the son, Monk Murphy. Bleeding Gums Murphy died in season six. The Sound of Bleeding Gums episode airs Sunday. The episode's storyline is loosely based on the life of Lonnie Steele, Sauced Hand, its main writer. Lonnie pitched making the son of Bleeding Gums Murphy a man who was born deaf and could never hear his father's music, Jean told CNN. Sauced Hand told CNN that the show's producers consulted two, S two ASL specialists regarding the signs that characters make in the episode. The sign language specialist reviewed animatics rough versions of the show's visuals to make sure that despite the characters missing fingers, the meaning of the words was conveyed correctly. Sostan said the episode was personal for her and the labor of love. Her brother Eli is hearing impaired in a family that loves jazz music. Having a brother who is just a year older, who was born deaf, really shaped who I am as a person. So it is a story, not just close to my heart, but to my identity, she said. There are many autobiographical themes in the episode regarding the tension between a love of music and loved ones who are deaf. Themes also present in Coda, but very much from my own life, she added. Deaf actor John Autry II, whose credits include Glee and No Ordinary Family, plays Monk. In a statement he called the role life-changing for him. It's about hard of hearing and hearing characters coming together, he said. It's a part of history. The episode will also feature three kids, Ian Mayoga, Kaylee Arilano and Hazel Lopez from No Limits, a non-profit devoted to deaf children. Watching them record Happy Talk, a song from the musical South Pacific and featured at the end of the episode, was emotional for Soft Hand. 
The song says, if you don't have a dream, how are you going to have a dream come true? While watching them record, I just had tears in my eyes the whole time, realizing this is a dream come true for all of us, she said. The historic episode comes two weeks after CODA's big moment at the Academy Awards. CODA stands for Child of Deaf Adult, and the film is about the struggles of a hearing daughter who wants to be a musician instead of joining her deaf parents' fishing business. The idea for the show was in the works long before the movie, said Jean, the Simpsons showrunner. Some of it is based on events that occurred many years ago, he said. Of course, we are very happy for Coda's success. Jean is looking forward to sharing Sunday's episode with viewers and said he smiles every time he thinks about it. I'm a sucker for a happy ending, he said, though it's not quite the one you expect. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying the New Heights show on education and want to support or donate to our organization, please visit www.newheightseducation.org. And while you're there, check out our online store. Welcome back to the New Heights show on education. My name is Barbara Bullen, and I'm the radio host for this show, filling in for Pamela Clark, director of New Heights Educational Group and the radio show. This show is pre-recorded and will continue on the subject of American Sign Language, taken from www.cnet.com. This this Snapchat filter can help you learn American Sign Language. The ASL alphabet lens will show how to fingerspell your name and let you test your sign language fluency. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Snapchat last week launched a new filter to promote the American Sign Language alphabet. Devised by a team of deaf and hard of hearing Snapchat staffers who call themselves the Deaf Engers. The ASL alphabet lens teaches users to fingerspell their name, practice the ASL alphabet, and play games that test their sign language fluency.
Snapchat's ASL alphabet lens shows users how to spell out words using American Sign Language. Snapchat. Really, there's a lot of potential. Devinger designer Austin Vade told NBC News via sign interpreter, the sky's the limit. Up to 600,000 people in the U.S. use ASL as their primary form of communication, according to Gallaudet University. Building on the hand tracking technology that powered 2021's finger spelling lenses, the ASL Alphabet Lens was launched in partnership with SignAll, a startup that uses AI to translate sign language in real time. We're constantly working to expand the ways Snapchatters can express themselves and make connections through our camera, Snapchat said in a release. For native signers, in a world where linguistic in inequity is prevalent, we believe AR can help evolve the way we communicate, the company added. The ASL Alphabet Lens is available now for Snapchat users on both iOS and Android. This article was first published on April 7, 2022. An article from Sign Language News Research and Analysis, The Conversation. Sign languages are fully fledged natural languages with their own dialects. They need protecting. Published January the 28th, 2019. We most often think of in indigenous languages in the context of colonization. Languages used by people who originally inhabited regions that were later colonized. These are the languages that the UN had in mind when it stated a deep concern about the vast number of endangered indigenous languages, and rightly so. More than 2,400 of the about 7,000 languages used around the world today are endangered and most of these are indigenous languages in the above sense. It's welcome then that 2019 marks the International Year of Indigenous Languages along with the awareness raising this will bring as indigenous communities who speak these languages are often marginalized and disadvantaged. But there are other communities who speak indigenous languages that may still not receive much attention deaf communities around the world who use sign languages. Sign languages are fully fledged, complex, natural languages with their own grammar, vocabulary and dialects. There are over 140 recorded living sign languages in the world today. These sign languages have evolved naturally, just like spoken languages. There is no universal sign language that is understood by all deaf communities around the world. For example, British Sign Language and American Sign Language are completely unrelated languages. Speakers of these two languages cannot understand each other without the help of an interpreter. Overall, indigenous peoples and their languages drive much of the world's cultural and linguistic diversity 
and sign languages make up only a small portion of this. But the particular diversity that sign languages exhibit contributes tremendously to our understanding of what language is. Sign languages are acquired and processed in the brain, just like spoken languages, and fulfill all the same communicative functions. Yet they do so through vastly different means. Sign languages and tactile sign languages have taught us that our capacity for language is independent of any medium. Any part of our upper body can be involved in language production and can carry grammar, as in American Sign Language, where facial expressions have grammatical functions. We can understand languages not just by hearing, but also through sight and touch. This realization has contributed greatly to our understanding of the capacity for language in humans. British Sign Language is one of 11 indigenous languages in the UK. The use of sign communication in the UK can be traced back at least to the 17th century. The parish record of St. Martin's Parish in Leicestershire mentions that in 1575, Thomas Tilsey, who was deaf, used signs for the expression of his mind instead of words during his wedding ceremony. In his account of the Great Fire of London in 1666, the famed diarist Samuel Pepys mentions one of Sir George Downing's informants, a deaf boy who recounted news about the fire using signs, and he made strange signs of the fire, and many things they understood, but I could not. Sign languages evolve naturally when a community has enough deaf members. Sometimes this happens because of a high incidence of deafness in a certain region, as in the case of Martha's Vineyard Sign Language, now extinct, now extinct in the U.S. Al-Sayed Bedouin Sign Language in Israel, Bancor Sign Language in Thailand, Yucatan Mayan Sign Language in Mexico, and Keita Kolok in Indonesia. These are examples of village sign languages and they can teach us a lot about inclusion. Deaf community members are well integrated into the community because everyone, deaf and hearing, uses the sign language. Other sign languages have emerged when deaf children get together in educational settings, such as residential schools. For example, when deaf children from all parts of Nicaragua first came together at schools for the deaf, in the early 1980s, attempts to teach them Spanish failed. Instead, they created a new sign language now known as Nicaraguan Sign Language. British Sign Language too has historically been learned at residential schools for the deaf, often secretly in dorms because children would be punished if they were caught signing in school. Depriving Deaf Children Deaf communities around the world face many similar challenges to indigenous peoples around the world. Like indigenous peoples, deaf people are often politically and socially isolated, have fewer educational and professional opportunities, and have limited access to information and public services. While all indigenous languages are 
indispensable for the communities that use them. This is the case even more so for sign languages. Deaf people cannot hear and so cannot easily access the majority spoken language. This has far-reaching implications for language acquisition. Profoundly, deaf children cannot learn spoken languages until they are old enough to be taught reading, writing, lip reading, and possibly speaking. In terms of language acquisition, this is much too late. The early weeks, months, and years count, as well as extremely difficult and frustrating for children. As a result, deaf babies, toddlers, and young children who are not exposed to a sign language early in life are at risk of being linguistically deprived. They may struggle with language fluency through life and cognitive issues related to language learning. Early exposure to, lang to sign language is hugely important. MN Studio slash Shutterstock. This is also the case for children with cochlear implants because the success of cochlear implants is highly variable. Early exposure to a sign language not only allows deaf children to grow up bilingual and possibly bicultural, it also provides them with the tools needed to learn the spoken majority language in later childhood. Deaf children with good signing skills typically produce and understand the spoken language around them better than deaf children who do not use a sign language. So while we celebrate and promote indigenous languages, cultures and peoples in 2019, let's not forget about sign languages and the unique contributions that they also bring to their users and communities. Written by Beth Daly, Editor and General Manager. Next article is um, titled, How the ASL Department Tackled Teaching COVID-19 Articles from Columbia College, Chicago. This year, American Sign Language has been in the spotlight due to the COVID-19 pandemic. There are sign language interpreters next to every government official while they give pandemic-related news conferences. Interpreting isn't a volunteer position. This is a profession that helps provide information to an entire community. While the pandemic has caused changes in how government officials relay information, it's also caused changes in how Columbia's American Sign Language Department has been able to teach courses over the past year. When the COVID-19 pandemic caused classes to go remote, Assistant Professor Matthew Anderson knew that he would be able to teach ASL remotely, but that it would be a challenge. Teaching ASL remotely required creating new lessons, videos, homework, and other materials to ensure students learned at the same rate as they would in a classroom. There's also an increased expectation that, stu that students need to take ownership over their learning experience during this time. The modality of ASL heavily depends on 3D space and it imposes a challenge for teaching this language through 2D environment. For example, Zoom is a 2D space 
which gives everyone a one-third profile view profile view to show what the signs look like. Anderson has had to accommodate for the loss of that other dimension while teaching. The challenge doesn't end here. The department also places practicum students in internships. Practicum students are required to have 90 hours of interpreting time and in the past they would have met with mentors and shadowed them in a workplace. However, due to COVID-19, many businesses have kept their employees remote. This has required students to do more in-house work at Columbia, such as students interpreting lectures while their mentor reviews. The ASL department appreciates the cross department's support by providing lecture type courses under the School of Liberal Arts and Science. While COVID-19 has provided several challenges for the ASL department, the department has also been able to learn through this challenging time. While practicum students need a mentor through Zoom, this semester students have been able to find mentors all over the United States. Additionally, the department has been able to expose students in the language through virtual social and panel events, and practicum faculty have been working closely with the deaf community for greater opportunities for practicum students. Columbia College Chicago's American Sign Language program is one of 16 accredited colleges that offer BA degrees in ASL English Interpretation. There are two majors, ASL English Interpretation, BA, and Deaf Studies, BA. The ASL English Interpretation program is a four-year full-time program that prepares students to earn a national certification in the field of interpreting. ASL English Interpretation is a customer-driven program which strives to broaden students' expertise of interpreting in areas including education, theatrical work, and general interpreting. The Deaf Studies BA prepares students to be an advocate for and with the deaf community. Since the COVID-19 pandemic and social justices awareness sparked by the Black Lives Matter movement, ASL and interpreting curriculum will be revised. Columbia's interpreting faculty worked hard to update cultural and language diversity within the program. Starting in the next academic year, students will begin to see course updates offered in the ASL English Interpretation Program. We want the model to illustrate the language, so we took a step back and thought about what the specific language needs for each person would be and how we can broaden the students in understanding of that and match anybody's needs, said ASL Chair Peter Cook. As more high schools begin to offer American Sign Language courses, Columbia's ASL department is committed to advancing Columbia's ASL skill-based courses to ensure ASL English interpretation remains a relevant and forefront program. One of the ways that the department is implementing these adjustments is through the American Council on the Teaching of Foreign Languages, which is responsible for maintaining a standard of language and learning of language in the US. The new topic course offering, Sign Language, Culture and Power, 
will teach students about the language, its origins, ideology, and differences in the language. The upcoming changes will also recognize and address issues within the ASL community. For example, teaching students to recognize different dialects and modify strong binary signs to be more diverse and inclusive. Once students within the ASL department graduate, they're able to take a certification test to receive a license in Illinois, which, al which allows them to perform different types of work. Throughout their careers, students will need to take professional development workshops to support their learning. When our graduating students receive their certificates, they need to meet specific hours each year to maintain the certificates. They can also advance their interpreting skills by focusing on their professional development in areas of medical, legal, or even entertainment, said Cook. For media inquiries, Sarah Borkart, communications manager. This comes to the conclusion of the show. Thank you for listening. You can reach me by email barbarab at newheightseducation.org. Be sure to join the pre-recorded show every Wednesday by 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at radio.newheightseducation.org where educational topics will be discussed. Have a great week. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org for monthly announcements and other happenings. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Bathfitter.